Wedgwood Christian Services is a place where hope and healing meet. Join me, Hillary Kirkendall, Wedgwood's Marketing and Communications Coordinator, as I sit down for conversations with the amazing people who work at, learn from, and grow through our grace-filled residential care, counseling services, and community programs. Grab your cup of coffee or tea and enjoy experts sharing their insights on the challenges people are facing and stories of hope, healing, and transformation. These are Wedgwood's Coffee Break Conversations. Hello, and thanks for joining us for another great Wedgwood Coffee Break Conversation. Today, I hope you enjoy my chat with Scott Peterson, one of our amazing residential treatment therapists. We talk about how Wedgwood is providing support and care for kids with developmental disabilities and the impact healthy, consistent relationships can have in the lives of kids. We're back with another Wedgwood Coffee Break conversation with one of the many incredible staff at Wedgwood. Today, I'm excited to be chatting with Scott. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, Can you tell us a bit about yourself, how long you've been a part of the Wedgwood team, and what you do here? Yeah, so I work at the Vanderard program, and I have had kind of a range of jobs since I've been at Wedgwood, but I've been here nearly eight years in a different, several different roles. So currently, I get to serve as the therapist for the Vanderark program. We're a program that serves kids um, with cognitive impairments, developmental disabilities, and a lot of other things going on in their lives. And so I've been in that role for a few years now, and I actually had the privilege of working in the home as a direct care staff um, when I first started right out of college. So now that you're the therapist in the Vanderark Residential Home, can you talk a little bit more about um, the program and the kids that it serves? Yeah, so like I said, um, we kind of big picture, of course, we're a part of um, the system of care for kids most often experiencing foster care. So within that, then we specialize in working with those kids who have either developmental disabilities such as autism spectrum disorder, fetal alcohol spectrum disorder, or um, other developmental disabilities, as well as um, just general cognitive impairments. Um, So a lot of times those are coupled, of course, with experiencing a lot of trauma in their childhood and the fact that they're in foster care needing a place to stay. Um, The reason that the referral would come to us, of course, is that they either don't have a home in the community or... Um, the, the, the parents that they live with just need some assistance and we can ideally get them back to their home. Um, but the, the reality is that we end up with, um, a lot of kids who need our services for a, a pretty good amount of time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm really grateful for the opportunity to get to work with these kids and you get to develop some pretty long-term relationships. Mm-hmm. How old are the kids in major typically? Yeah, so the kids technically were contracted to work with kids, I believe, maybe eight and up through um, 18 years old. And so we tend to try and make that a bit more homogenous. And so we end up with a lot of like older teens. So mm-hmm. about 14 to 18 is about our, our wheelhouse, but we could we could take younger kids as okay. well. And I think I saw somewhere that the average stay for a kid in Vanderark is over 500 days. Yeah. So that's... Pretty tough, but the yeah. goal is to hopefully get them to a place where they can succeed outside of Wedgwood. Absolutely. Um, it's this weird balance for me where um, residential is a really hard place to be, mm-hmm. of course. Like, we've got amazing people here doing amazing work, and I'd like to think that we love these kids as well as anybody can. Um, but it, the reality is this, this is not a place that kids should be. Um, for a long period of time. So unfortunately, a lot of the kids that come to Vander Ark 
they don't have a whole lot of other options. And mm-hmm. so um, they might come with the goal of adoption. They might come with the goal of reunification. They could come with the goal of um, APLA, which means another planned permanent living arrangement, such as adult foster care. Mm-hmm. Um, and the unfortunate reality is I'd like to tell you that we get a lot of kids back home, but most of the kids that we see, they don't have that option, and they there aren't people in their lives currently who can give them that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of adoption workers and other people working behind the scenes trying to find families. Mm-hmm. And there's just not, the reality is there's not enough families. And so we have kids who stay here quite, quite a long time. Mm-hmm. And like I said, that's not anything I would wish for any of our kids. But if it needs to happen, I'd like to think that we're um, a really good place to to be the people who can show these kids that despite all of the crap you've gone through, like, we love you, we care about you, and we're going to see you through this as long as we possibly can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know Dan, our CEO, has said before that um, he describes it as we see kids at what is hopefully the worst time of their life. For, as unfortunate as that we need to have a place like Wedgwood, but yeah. also thank goodness that there is a place like Wedgwood, because if it weren't, where would these kids be? Absolutely. It's, I think about that often of... Um, I don't want any of these kids to be here, and I want to discharge them all tomorrow. I would miss them gravely if I did. Um, but it's it's important for us as a system and as Wedgwood and as Vander Ark to keep that perspective of we're supposed to be just a, a brief period of their life, mm-hmm. um, but we're going to pour everything we have into it while, while we can. Mm-hmm. And I know every kid's story is different, but generally, what sorts of backgrounds and challenges are the kids in Vandark coming to Wedgwood with? Um, so what are some of the reasons that they've needed to get to a place like Wedgwood? Yeah, a lot of abuse and neglect, of course. Um, that can mean pretty big instances of trauma, but most often it means... Uh, complex trauma that's occurred over a vast majority of their childhood. Um, With our kids specifically, that trauma has then also been compounded by more um, differences in their cognition and some of the uniquenesses of their brains. And so those two things work together in very unique ways sometimes. So um, yeah, to have trauma and to have developmental disabilities or cognitive impairments, it can be a challenge trying to figure out which you know, intervention and which modality is going to work the best for each kid in each moment. But yeah, kids come here with a lot of different experiences pretty much across the board in, in the Vander Ark home. Um, they've experienced loss in their life, trauma of some sort, and 100% of them have um, either a developmental disability or a cognitive impairment. Mm-hmm. And probably, unfortunately, not had the right supports along the way to mm-hmm. help them with their disabilities. Yeah, it's interesting. We get you can get referrals for a, a wide range of services that the kids have already engaged in. So, um, for example, we, you know, we have a, a client who has basically been missed by the system mm-hmm. for the large majority of her life. Um, really hasn't largely ever even been in school, hasn't received services for her specific developmental disability. Um, some stuff that we, you know, evidence shows would have been very impactful for her at a, at a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we have the opportunity. So it's like, okay, the what ifs are out of the window. Um, she didn't get those services when she needed them, but like, here we are, let's do it. Um, and in that case, it's really fertile ground for growth, mm-hmm. um, getting to kind of be the first people who've not only provided her services, but provided her 
the most important pieces, which is just stability, mm-hmm. safety, care, food, mm-hmm. clothing, those kinds of things. And from that, like the growth already we're seeing is exponential. Mm-hmm. So then comparatively, we of course get other kids who have been shuffled around the system for years and years and years. Um, you know, institutionalization is a phrase we use a lot, of course, because we, we don't want our kids to get used to the fact that they've got all these confines around mm-hmm. them and these rules, which aren't going to translate into the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we get some kids who've unfortunately been shuffled around from place to place. Um, and hopefully we can be the place that sticks and provides them the services that they need and then to get them on to the next thing, which is hopefully even bigger and better. Mm-hmm. I imagine sitting in a counseling room for a formal talk therapy with kids who have been shuffled around the system and have really lack stability and have all of these different cognitive abilities doesn't work very well. Yeah. So what does therapy look like for them? How do you conduct your sessions? Yeah, so that's actually one of my favorite things to talk about because it's a unique aspect of my role as a therapist at Vander Ark is that I get the leeway to do therapy in a wide range of contexts. So in some cases, I might have a, a client who can engage in some of those more talk therapy type of traditional um, CBT, DBT, those kinds of things. Um, and so they can sit in my office, we can talk through some stuff, we can make progress. Um, on the other hand, I might have a kid who literally can't speak. So we, we work with clients as well who are either largely nonverbal or just limited in their verbal skills. And so therapy from my end as a licensed clinician looks vastly different. Mm-hmm. And so really it means having to get creative. You got to get creative about what you're going to do and how to meet them where they're at. So if they've got some particular niche interest, which is pretty common with kids with autism, for example, like trying to um, delve into that fully so I understand what's important to them and what they care about. And then Mm -hmm. if that can, if I can utilize some aspect of a video they really like, a song they really like, if there's something I can pull out of that to make a connection for them, then that's great. Um, A lot of the time therapy for me also looks like just trying to help with those functional life skills. Mm -hmm. So um, in some cases, that could mean literally helping with the shower, with hygiene routines, teaching them how to brush their teeth, tie their shoes, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, also, that's what I have. We have amazing staff at Vanderuck who are doing that mm-hmm. type of therapy all day, every day. So while I'm the therapist, they're getting treatment every waking hour from mm-hmm. people who care about them a lot. And that part, in most cases, is way more impactful than any the best work I can do in a 50 minute mm-hmm. talk therapy session isn't going to have the same type of impact of what the relationships they get to develop and the safety they get to experience so that they can then start either processing through some stuff or learning new skills in those safe relationships. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. You said the relationships, cause that I was just thinking, it sounds like the core of it is really just building a healthy relationship with them and the other staff in the building. Yes. I, like I said, the fact that we're, we have kids for pretty long term is a double-edged sword because don't want them to be here, but um, it gives us the opportunity to have a really strong relationship with the kids, and I'd like to think we can get to the point where the relationship speaks louder than anything I say. Mm-hmm. Um, any advice I give, any therapy tools I give them, hopefully that's helpful, mm-hmm. but I, I like to think that we get to the point where the relationship means more in terms of their long-term growth Mm -hmm. and the way that they view people, the world, and how they can feel safe and Mm -hmm. confident and proud 
um, as they move forward in their lives. Yeah, seeing that there are safe adults that you can rely on. Absolutely. Yeah. Is there an impactful story that has stuck with you? Yes, there are many, you know, many stories, especially having gotten to work with this specific population for nearly eight years. Um, a lot of different kids with unique factors. Um, and the reality is, I don't want to paint an inaccurate picture. There's a lot of cases where, as a whole, the system fails these kids pretty regularly, mm-hmm. um, where we fall short. And so we at Vander Ark and Wedgwood try and be those strong advocates for every day that we can. And then we just keep working hard and then we get those cases where the, the outcomes are a little bit more obvious and positive, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think of one client who was here for a long duration of time. He came into care having experienced significant loss of his caretakers at a young age. He's, of course, got... Um, limitations cognitively as well and when he came he was not happy to be here and of course that resulted in a lot of maladaptive behaviors and aggression towards people so for years you know we've we struggled and loved on this kid as best we could and staff kept showing up and putting themselves honestly in harm's way many days um, just because they knew that this kid deserved it and there was some stuff that he was working through and so they just kept showing up eventually We started seeing a little bit of the fruits of the labor where he started feeling more comfortable. The period of time between these aggressive incidents was decreasing or increasing. Um, He gained new opportunities, which had a huge impact on his life. So a couple of things I want to highlight are um, we have an employment training program at Wedgwood Mm -hmm. that they took a chance and gave this kid the opportunity despite his limitations and the risk factors associated with it. And to see you like it was palpable seeing the confidence growing in him. Mm and feeling like I can do something, I can be good at it, and when I fail, my boss is still going to have my back and be gracious to me, but they're going to give it to me straight. Mm -hmm. Um, And so seeing him grow through that opportunity, then he also actually got to have a mentorship start with um, a staff from a totally separate department. Um, Shout out Miss Sue. (laughs) She wanted to be a mentor for him, so she jumped through a lot of hoops in order to be a support person in his life. And over time, that blossomed into, you know, here we are, he's been discharged, and she's still, in my opinion, one of, if not the most important attachment figures in this kid's life. Mm -hmm. So to put it in context, you think of a kid who had significant attachment issues, Mm -hmm. lost the people that were supposed to care for him or wasn't cared for in the way that he was supposed to. He acts out that frustration on people who can hopefully take it, a duration of time and then when he's given these opportunities they had so much bigger of an impact than all of the hours he and I spent together doing therapy I'd like to think I had an impact here and there mm-hmm. but I also know for a fact that the relationship I developed with him was more impactful than anything I taught him mm-hmm. and the relationship he developed with Miss Sue her family um, the skills that he learned at the employment training program like those are the things that carried on after discharge um, the things that have caused him to be successful and that's, in my mind, a good vision of at Wedgwood and at Vander Ark. Our role is to show up, to do our best, and sometimes you've got to see kids through some pretty hard stuff. Mm-hmm. And then best case scenario is they, they learn how to grow, like we've talked about, through a safe relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as I want to give credit to all of these people I've mentioned in these programs, like at the end of the day 
he's the one who deserves all of the credit. And it's important for us to remember that every kid, no matter how much stuff they've gone through, no matter what ways their behavior is coming out, they deserve love, are capable, it's there. It's just that so many facets of this world have caused them to not be in a position to succeed. And so it's our job to hopefully get them to that position and then praise them all the way through it. Mm -hmm. What a beautiful example of how Wedgwood kind of has this interdisciplinary, holistic approach because employment training is not something that a clinician can necessarily provide, but because Wedgwood has all of these opportunities, this kid was really able to grow as a whole person. Yes. A beautiful story. Yeah, I like it as a good depiction of uh, it's not about individuals. It's not really, dare I say, it's not even about therapy. It's about relationships and growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that case, he was given the opportunities that worked for him. And there's, of course, a lot of growth still to, to occur in his life, but he keeps mm-hmm. in touch with a lot of people um, from Wedgwood still. And so, yeah, that's a fun story to tell. Oh, that's amazing. And you've touched on this a little bit, that work sometimes can be really tough here at Wedgwood, um, but you've kept coming back for almost eight years. Why do you love your job and using your gifts and talents to work here at Wedgwood? That's a great question that I don't have a one clear answer for. I'd like to give an honest depiction of there's, there were days where I was like, I done, I'm done. I can't handle it anymore, when, especially when I was working direct care as a developmental care specialist at Vanderark. Like, what those staff do is really, really hard work, and it's very underappreciated. Um, and so there were days where I felt like emotionally I couldn't handle it anymore. And realistically, you know, burnout has almost kind of become a cliche, mm-hmm. but it's very real. And to kind of make it through your first one or two instances of feeling like fully burned out and then come back and realize like, okay, I can do this. And, you know, my, my faith also impacts that mm-hmm. in that sometimes I might not think I've got what it takes. I might not have the right trick up my sleeve to all of a sudden cause change in this kid's life. I might be lacking in any number of ways, but at the end of the day, I got to show up for them. Mm-hmm. And in those instances, I'd like to think that God can use me in ways that I didn't really know that he could. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes when I'm the least prepared is when I think that I've had the best days with the kids. Mm-hmm. God is a funny way of doing that, doesn't he? Yep, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, what has God made clear to you through your job and working here at Wedgwood? Kind of like we've touched on, I think a couple things that I feel like I've learned and I'm continually learning is that sometimes the most Christ-like thing to do is just to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, don't have to overcomplicate it. Sometimes the best thing to do is not just to show up, but also shut up mm-hmm. and like just be there. Mm-hmm. Um, leave all your stuff at the door. Try to you know, reach deep for all the empathy you can muster up, take yourself out of it and, um, see, see God in those places and those interactions instead of coming with my own agenda. Mm Um, I'd also, this is like a concept I've stolen from a a good friend, but I'm continually trying to learn to view, um, my interactions with the kids as encounters with the divine Mm -hmm. directly. And it's this weird balance of as a therapist or in social services or working with kids, everything we do is nominally about molding, treating. Um, It's at least implicit, if not explicit, that we should be fixing kids, right? 
Um, it's all about shaping and changing. Mm-hmm. While that's important, and I, of course, view it as my job to help spur growth with these kids, um, at the same time, like, that's that's the divine that I'm interacting with every time that I hang out with one of these kids mm-hmm. in their good moments or bad. And so recognizing that they are exactly who God made them to be, mm-hmm. even in this moment, um, there's just a lot of stuff, the weight of the world that we need to tear away, the fact that these kids have been overlooked and have, are kind of stuck in the shadows. It's, it's important for me to try and remember that. Um, like this is this is exactly who God made them to be, mm-hmm. even at the days where I'm like I I can't even handle you right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's important for me to keep learning. Yeah, and I mean that's an important thing for all of us to remember too that we're exactly who God created us to be. And how much more powerful is that to a kid who's been mm-hmm. told that they were worthless or been treated in a way that would make them think that that. Yeah you are exactly who God created you to be. Yeah, and I think there's a lot baked in there specifically for our kids that have these developmental disabilities and limitations in that aspect. Like, their brains are different Mm -hmm. from neurotypical, quote, normal people, right? Mm -hmm. And so it gets viewed as kind of like, oh, other, right, different, as opposed to like, why don't we celebrate the Mm -hmm. incredible uniquenesses of these kids? Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean... One, that's probably the number one theme of why I keep coming back specifically to these kids at Vander Ark is that like you'll never meet more unique people mm-hmm. and they've got gifts to offer and sometimes I find myself learning so much from them um, but yet I don't think that specifically of course the kids that are stuck in residential care their voices aren't being heard their stories aren't being told um, and so it's just this kind of yeah, like I say, I feel like they live in the shadows, and I wish I'm, I'm grateful for this opportunity to get to share some of the stories. Obviously, mm-hmm. I wish I could share more details about things. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you a couple of soapbox opportunities here. The first, yeah. why do you think Wedgwood is a special place, and why is this the team that people should join? Soapbox. Um, <laughs> honestly, for me, the reason to work at Wedgwood is the kids, of mm-hmm. course. Yes, we've got supportive people, and hopefully we're creating a really good culture, um, a great place to work. But your, your priorities just have to be the kids. Mm-hmm. They need you. If mm-hmm. there's anybody who happens to be listening to this or watching this who's you know looking for an opportunity for employment, there are a wide range. For me, I just, by the luck of the draw, I ended up at Vander Ark, and it was the perfect place for me. Mm-hmm. Um, this might not be the population that that speaks to you or that you get along with or that you work best with. And that is totally okay and good and great. And we got to all accept like what we can do and what we Mm -hmm. can't do. Um, But there's a wide range of opportunities and like the kids need your help, right? Mm -hmm. We need staff badly. And that has a direct impact. It's not just this concept you hear on the news of shortages. It means the kids don't get the services that they deserve, right? If I've only got two staff and a lot of kids and, more than two of them need help with their, you know, some specific living skills. Well, I got a shuffle and the staff have to work even harder and they do an amazing job making it work with what they have, like absolutely incredible above and beyond type mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, but the more people, the more effectively we can do that. And mm-hmm. also the more people, the, the wider range of gifts and talents mm-hmm. that we can bring to the table. So mm-hmm. um, for that reason, if you've got a passion, we could absolutely use your help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such an amazing place to 
use whatever gifts and talents you have to make such a meaningful impact in lives. I mean, that's part of the reason why I like working here. You know, one-on-one direct care is not my strength, but I am able to use my skills to support the kids in the way that I can. And that is super important to me. Yeah. I find when I'm interacting just with like friends or people outside of Wedgwood, when they ask me about what I do, you often get the phrase of like, oh, like I couldn't do that. And like, I think the same thing every day. Like I can't, I can't do this. But it, it's just about, in my mind, it's like, yeah, you. I think you can. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to show up. Mm-hmm. Well, and we also have God in our back pocket, yes. too, you know, doing that all helps. things for us. That helps a lot. <laughs> um, lastly, what would you like to tell our listeners, our community and Wedgwood supporters? What's one thing you want to make sure they know about the kids in Vanderark and the work that we do here at Wedgwood? We need your help in one shape or another. Not we. The kids need your help. Mm-hmm. Um, if, st- if working here isn't the option for you which I totally understand like we've got kids who could benefit so greatly from mentors people outside of Wedgwood who can just at least answer a call when they're mad give them a call on their birthday come take them out for dinner every once in a while that stuff like I said earlier that goes so far for our kids Mm -hmm. um and these stigmas that might exist about the kids with our the context that they carry into their lives the, the treatment issues that they have they're still just yearning for love mm-hmm. and safety and acceptance. Um, so if, if anybody out there can provide that, you know, we can we can make that happen. Well, thank you so much for joining me for this Wedgwood Coffee Break conversation today, Scott. And thank you for your commitment to the kids in our care. We are lucky to have you here at Wedgwood. It was a pleasure chatting with you today. Thanks for the opportunity to get to share some of these stories. Like I said, I wish I could share more specifics because it's really impactful Mm -hmm. stuff. So, yeah, find a way to engage with us as well as you can. Mm -hmm. Amen. (laughs) If you are interested in making a difference in the lives of kids in West Michigan, you can head to our website to learn more. Whether it's joining our incredible team, making a gift to support our life-changing services, or learning more about the process of becoming a volunteer or mentor, you can play an important role in the healing process of kids and families who are navigating mental and behavioral health challenges. Wedgwood Christian Services is committed to extending God's love and providing exceptional care and support. Head on over to wedgwood.org, that's W-E-D-G-W-O-O-D, Org to learn more about how you can get connected to services, support Wedgwood's mission, or join our team. Connect with us on social media at WedgwoodCS or send us an email at hello at Wedgwood.org. We would love to be a part of your story. Until next time, these are Wedgwood's Coffee Break Conversations.